This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. biggest bar day of the year i am jamie lynch uh with me as always renee washington tyler zuli on this day before thanksgiving the the biggest bar day of the year where people seem to flood to their local establishments and meet up with old friends and acquaintances and people you've lost contact with and uh, all the bars. I used to love this day as a uh, when I used to live in the city because so many people would leave. The mm-hmm. city actually like emptied out some. Uh, <laughs> but yes, everybody you know heading home uh, to mom and dad's house or to relatives' house, cousins' houses, uh, and enjoying. I think this is the biggest week of the year for sweatpants. Ah. Uh- like I think, like you know, uh, tonight, like if you're staying home, like oh yeah, really just coze out in some sweatpants. <laughs> and tomorrow after Thanksgiving, I usually bring the change of clothes to dinner, so oh. that when I get really uncomfortable, that's a veteran move right there. You can have that; that's free. Wow, free um, knowledge. Yeah, um, and you got to get comfortable after you eat too much tomorrow. <laughs> and it's just a, it's just a great week of the year. And then you know, a lot of people are off Black Friday, cyber cyber surfing. Uh, and Black Friday deals, which we'll, we'll tell you about ours. Um, and, you know, you just kind of la- – it's just like a big lounge weekend. I feel like it's very synonymous with sweatpants okay. to me. Yeah, okay. Elastic waistbands. No no belts. No like, belts. Yeah. No belts. So my typical Thanksgiving in the past – and now I'm, I'm mature. I'm an, an adult now that doesn't do this anymore. But it <laughs> would be Wednesday night you're going out. So I was definitely not in sweatpants. But yeah. you're going out to local clubs, bars. You're getting – drunk you're hung over the next day yes. so you can't really help with a lot of the setup because you're recovering and then you can, and your parents just you're recovering you in like, time for food and that's what, my parents would be so mad you. like every year really you guys are going to be hung over <laughs> and not be able to help conveniently and like yep mom yeah, and dad yeah, that's exactly this, it this is my 20s and so this is what i'm doing now i don't do that anymore um today with the way the weather is is absolutely going to be a sweatpants i mean even i'm, I'm a casual wednesday today yeah, for you, sure you definitely super casual super today. casual yeah. but also thanksgiving for me i don't ever wear jeans i'm a class 
classic leggings with an oversized sweater, plenty of room. I wear some nice cozy socks because mm-hmm. I do go to my parents' house and I'm like, I'm not wearing jeans to my parents' house. No. Um, I used to live there at one point. I'm not wearing jeans. Wear some nice casual socks. I might even bring some some slippers too. You know, Ooh. I go all cozy. I, mm. I start cozy. It's because cozy season. It is. And I don't want to be, you know, you're going in plate after plate after plate. Need to make sure you're comfortable, and so I'm not gonna go in with like some people really get dressed up for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't get that. Some I, women wear like heels no, and nice pants no. and all and makeup. It's like, a day of you're feasting. Getting, you should no. be comfortable while you no, feast. No. I don't exactly. Want, I don't want a belt on. You're getting a fresh face. You're getting a ponytail. Yeah. You're getting leggings. You're 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 doing all you're, that too, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, I'm gonna be real dolled up tomorrow. Wait till you see me. Uh, But welcome in to everybody. King Crab Spiral Out. Hypothetical man in the chat here early. We appreciate all of you. And obviously wish everyone uh, that listens and follows along with us here at PHLY Phillies an awesome holiday ahead. Uh, I know I'm looking forward to it. Just uh, I just did the Eagles show this morning with Bo and we were talking about like, you know, your favorite things. Gravy. It's a shame it's not around more throughout the year. I might normalize gravy more often, and I'm not talking Sunday pasta gravy, or as I call it, sauce. Uh, the real, the brown, the brown gravy. I'm really, I, 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 I love gravy. Like I can't wait tomorrow to just oh, let drizzle that drizzle in there. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh! Oh, oh yeah. I mean, listen, gravy is the glue. Yeah. Gravy holds it all together. Yeah. It's great when you have some mashed potatoes or even if on a non-thanksgiving day rice or of some sort mm. and you have that with like chicken beef yeah. pork chops you know whatever it connects it all um i'm all about gravy on all things except when it comes to steak i gotta have my a1 sauce but i do love gravy because mm. i don't like dry food yeah you know so if you're eating turkey or chicken or Makes something you, you drizzle real, a nice real loner there not light. enjoying dry yeah, food no i know Everybody right dry food. I, well some people don't mind it i guess i mean it just connects it all and then you have with like collard greens you have the green juice plus mm. the gravy like i love i want a nice like i want my plate to be a, a little bit soggy honestly oh, i'm a soggy person okay oh yeah all right I, I oh respect yeah that. like i want it to be because you know it's all paper plates for sure we're not bringing out the fine china for thanksgiving oh no not with oh. as many plates as we have. Well, That's a lot we've kind of shifted from my Aunt Weezy and Uncle Dick uh, hosted for decades, it felt like. And they, you know, yeah, they, mm-hmm. you know, the China cabinet comes out, the proper, you know, silverware, like the real silver silverware comes out and all that. Now that we've shifted to my cousin Tim and Noel's house, I don't recall what they did last year. But I so guess we'll we find bring out. out the fine serving China. You know, there's those nice dishes mm-hmm. that are great for serving. Sure. You bring those out for Thanksgiving and all the holidays, you know, the pretty holiday themed dishes. But then the actual plates themselves, it's too many plates. That'd be a lot. That'd be a full sink. And that's gross. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's all paper plates and paper, so you know, plastic silverware, all of that. And so Certainly I much have, easier cleanup. Exactly. Yes. Maybe you should switch I over. There's the my movement. nugget for you. Yeah, I support the there movement. There you go. Entirely. Maybe you guys need to switch on over. And when you're celebrating tomorrow, get some paper I will some take note products. of it and maybe advise for the future you're eating that we move multiple to- plates. Mm-hmm. So to think of, like, for a, a nice fancy dinner if it's like a sunday dinner and everyone's eating like one plate all right that's fine yeah but they're so you're going back for seconds thirds you have a dessert plate or Mm -hmm. bowl for your side because we don't do this you guys have soups and salads yeah bo i learned today has soups 
They, they are also on the, or no, excuse me. They, they're big on the salad, not the soup. He did oh, not mention soup. Okay. So, yeah. You know, Martian right, Lynch well, says she's a 10, but she pours A1 on her steak. <laughs> hey, Martian, at least it's not Patrick Mahomes and his psycho level of ketchup. I, oh, uh, gosh, no. So I make a mean steak, Renee. So, I do too. You won't need A1 on my steak. See, I, okay. okay. We I talked about this with Tyler before. Mm -hmm. I, I like a good steak that does not need A1, but I just love A1 I sauce. do love A1 just, also, but I can't so remember the last time I had it, to be honest. <sighs> I do enjoy a nice tender steak that's marinated well. I mean, one of the like one of the many perks of being cut. married to me is not only to, you know, clean, laundry, cook. I make a mean steak. Wow, Jamie's yeah. throwing out the resume, guys. I, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, <laughs> uh, my wife is quite lucky. In other words, is what I'm saying. Basically, basically. And, and my girls have become steakheads. Like they go, they you know, with a four and a two year old, it's like everything's a oh, battle yeah. to eat. But if I cook steak, those girls are asking for like third and fourth. Oh yeah. It becomes. What do you make with the steak? That's key too. Depends on uh, you know what I grocery shop to go with it. Usually I I do a starch and a veg. Very boring. Love a nice steamed veggie mm -hmm. with of course like a mashed potato. I air fry rice. a lot of veggies. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, delicious. Depends if it's on the grill. You know. Oh my gosh, yeah. guys, we're talking food. Yeah. Listen so. <laughs> in the chat really quickly. I want to just run through Lisa. I'm glad I convinced you to get paper plates. Agreed. I know it's not the fanciest. They make some Thanksgiving paper plates, by the way. But they do make some nice holiday themed paper products do you use the plastic utensils too because i think that's where you lose me yeah like i think i go real silverware pl paper plate because people are using okay so now let's if i'm in your house you guys are eating soup and salad you're not using the same utensils for both you need a soup spoon a salad fork then you go eat your main dish your main plate needs all the forks and knives and then you're coming back for that pie later which is probably a different spoon that's like Five different utensils yeah. you'd have to use versus, I mean, obviously I don't, I just put it in my mouth and clean it and go in again. But if you have disposable products, you now just throw those away and you don't have a big pile up in the sink. So yeah, but I'm the utensils you can just put in the dishwasher eat more easily than plateware. Correct. But who wants to be doing a whole bunch? You're already doing dishes for your I don't serving love eating off of plastic China. silverware. I think I'm halfway uh, in on your suggestion. Is it, are you eating off of like the clear, like, I feel like there's different types of cutlery. Are you, would you say the there, clear? Okay, there is some fancier cutlery yes. that's in the middle. It's sure. not full on plastic, okay. but it's not your heavy silverware. That's usually like holiday. You bring out like the thicker napkins, the thicker plates mm -hmm. with the, with the Thanksgiving designs. Mm -hmm. You bring out the, the, it's like a, a silver color. So not the clear or white cutlery. It's like a silver. It's a little in between. Before so, I commit, yeah. I think I'm going to have to go around and do a bite test uh, with all the different types of fair. plastic silverware and That's find fair. out which is holiday appropriate. <laughs> but you're on the right track. You're on to something. So we're, in the chat, we've got some thoughts. Um, I know, Lisa, you're saying <laughs> <laughs> non-plastic utensils for the meal, plastic for desserts. I also like that, too. Maybe there's a way. Okay, you, maybe you, a course it, it could plastic. be a mix. Yeah, it could yeah, absolutely yeah. be a mix. Right. I just think for plates specifically, it makes sense to have paper plates with how many times people are going back for seconds, thirds, and fourths. Um, if you can't handle the dishes, you can't host, apparently, Spiralot is saying. That's a fair point. Okay. I mean, uh, it is a it is the but biggest it's a lot of dishes. Of it's a lot of dishes that you're dealing with. Yeah, we're just um, trying to work smarter, not for harder. For sure. Um, Jer Jersey Cav, welcome in. Jersey Cav, repping 
my home state. Uh, you said real forks and knives and spoon, but paper plates. Okay, again, yeah. a nice mixture and a blend. I'm uh, in on domesticated that. menu night. Yeah. King Crabs is asking if you do uh, catering, Uncle Jamie. I've thought about that. Jamie's catering. Uh, so I, when I was like, one of, some of my first jobs were lifeguarding and catering. And I always kind of, I've worked in the food service industry my entire life, basically, hmm. to supplement my media career <laughs> until a certain point, And then I, I was able that. to leave it behind. Uh, but I've always, uh, I've always thought about catering. I think it would be fun. Yeah. To like run a catering company. It's hard, hard ass work. It is. Uh, but I think that would be pretty fun. Hey, maybe it can be your side hustle. Yeah. And then I know if you scroll up our first person today, it was hypothetical man, um, you know, I love you guys are always in a race to see who can be first. <laughs> and then I did see some comments on um, King Crabs. Thank you, King Crabs, for your compliment. <laughs> I'm just going to say thank you for your juicy compliment. appreciate that. <laughs> All right. King Crabs might be the horniest man online. <laughs> maybe it's a woman. I'm not here. I, I don't know. What are you, King Crabs? This is true. King? You know, Queen? I would love to have a day know. where all of our usuals can expose themselves. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. What? What? Renee. Renee P. Washington. What was it, Let me Patricia? Try that again. No. Let's see if I can remember. Patrice. I am Patrice. Yes. Let me is. try that again. Let me try that again. <laughs> I love to have a day where all of our usual suspects can show their faces. Okay. And we can right. see who they really are. Yeah. In their faces. Mm -hmm. Faces. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. All right. Neck that's... up. Faces. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. good Lord. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we do have, uh, you know, a Phillies, you know, some <sighs> viewing parties, some tailgates where we can meet a, a bunch of you people uh, in the very near future, because this is a fun uh, little family we're building here online. Yeah. And the PHLI uh, I would, Phillies family. Yeah. I would love to meet everybody. So hopefully that'll happen. And we can sing our Thanksgiving songs. Uh, my daughter, Skylar, trotted out her Thanksgiving song that she learned <laughs> at school yesterday for us. We'll see if she... Uh, she buckles under the spotlight uh, at the big Thanksgiving table because I think you're going to make her try to sing. Uh, not like force her, but we're, we'll offer her the opportunity because oh. I think it would be one of the effing cutest things I've ever seen. Oh, does she know this? Did you prepare her? We told when she sung it to my wife yesterday. She was like, "Oh, we'll have to do that at the table." So we laid like a little, oh, a light, a little seed. Okay, okay. Um, but soft I, launch. Okay, I, I expect a buckle under the big spotlight, and then we'll just say we move on. Yeah, the kids always change under the spotlight, yeah. and it could be for good things. Sometimes yeah. they'll like show out, and sometimes they'll be like, "Okay." I think of my two girls. Paige, the youngest, is going to be the one that steps up in the spotlight. Due to the second more, child. Like, showman. Whereas Skylar's more the sweet, reserved one. I get that. Yeah. That's classic second child syndrome. Yeah. For sure. Um, so, you guys are here for Phillies, huh? Or, or should we just <laughs> talk Thanksgiving all day? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, the Phillies are why we're here. As our friends at Wheelhouse Cards say, sports is what unites us all. Uh, so, we're here Yay. talking Phillies. Um, you know, I was reading a lot about the Phillies last night. Reading every article I can get my eyes on. Uh, and the one thing that seems to be resurfacing is something that we talked about, I don't know, like as soon as the season ended, maybe yeah. like three or four weeks ago. And that was <laughs> Martian Lynch really wants, maybe as, as your Thanksgiving gift to Martian Burns <laughs> or Martian Lynch today, you can sing him, let, let it burn. You clearly loved my singing. And he's asked for it every day. You might every have to give it to day. him as a Thanksgiving I think today gift. should be the day. Yeah. So in reading last night, Bob Nightingale uh, over the weekend wrote this, and I missed it over the weekend, found it last night in my reading, uh, and then obviously Dombrowski and John Middleton and the Aaron Nola press conference on Monday made some comments themselves. 
Bryce Harper is very underpaid. <laughs> John Middleton himself has said that. Uh, this is the Phillies' MO to go long <laughs> years and keep the annual average salary down. But Bob Nightingale over the weekend mentioned that both sides could be meeting very soon with the goal of paying him more than his $26 million per year. Um, John Middleton on Monday went on to say he wants to play longer than his contract. So if he's going to still feel that way in the long term, we're going to have to address that issue at some point. It's not as simple as do you address it today or tomorrow or next year or two years from now. Uh, but the intention remains the same. I want Bryce Harper to wear a Phillies uniform until the day he stops wearing a baseball uniform at all. And when that happens, I want him to switch into a long-term relationship like Mike Schmidt or Larry Boas had with the team. So I expect Bryce to be a Philly for decades long after I'm gone. Um, am I a bad guy to say I don't want years added on to the end of this and just say pay the man more annually now? Because, yes, he might be able to play till he's 45 and switching to first base might prolong his career, uh, but at eight, I think his contract's over at age 42. Um, that, for me, is like a, okay, let's wait and see until you're actually 42 what your production is. I don't really want to tack on more years. I would rather just pay him more money annually. Am I a bad person, Renee, or am I okay? Am I safe? I think you're Are safe. Are you going to cancel me? No, I'm not. Okay. You're not canceled. You're right. you're still Whew. you're still active. Listen, Bryce Harper just turned 31 one month ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my fellow 92 baby, uh, listen, the 30s hit a little bit different. They mm -hmm. hit very different. Um, I love the fact that Bryce Harper ambitiously has been saying he wants to play until he's 45. But I also want to be realistic. I mean, as a professional athlete, the years just wear on your body. And not only that, but after a while, mentally, there's, you're playing so many games. You've got two young children. I don't know the plans for, for him and for Kayla in the future with their family and what they want to do as a family. But, you know, I'm sure he's going to at some point also want to be there for more of his kids' first days. And when they're playing sports and things like that, those are the types of things outside of the sport itself, I feel like that typically sway athletes to want to maybe start to look to be Bryce Harper, the dad, Bryce Harper, the T-ball Where Jason coach. Kelsey is right now. Right, where What's Jason Kelsey next? is, because yeah. you do start to feel like I've done a lot, especially here's the other thing that I think will help. Winning a World Series will absolutely help expedite things. You know, I imagine sure. if Bryce Harper doesn't get that ring, and as we've talked about, it should be the next couple of years that it happens. If Bryce Harper doesn't get a title, yeah, then I think it's, I want to play as long as I can because I want to win a World Series. But I imagine if Bryce Harper can continue checking off some major milestones, boxes, history, records, you know, that number 45 doesn't seem so appealing anymore because your kids right now are, what are they, two, one, two years old? They're a little bit younger than boy, my kids, is, so I want to say like three yeah, and a half. Yeah, like they're young. I mean, two. we're talking yeah. 14 years from now. Yeah. That's I mean, a long That's graduating time. high school. Exactly. Yeah. And you're missing, that means you're missing a lot. And yeah. so he seems like a very family-oriented baby. Uh, Lord, I'm reading the chat. 80s babies greater than 90s Hell babies. Oh, yeah, spiral out. Whatever. Um, Team 90s, babies. Woo-woo. But I will say, T-Zool. You kids. You <laughs> I will kids. say, um, hypothetical man's making a good point. All he knows is baseball. But that's where I also feel like with his kids, 
that's where it's going to start to change. Like Bryce Harper has been, obviously baseball has been through and through in his life from day one. But I think now as he starts to, we see him out at more games, we see him out doing more with his family. I think we will start to see that shift. And I don't think it's going to happen now. I imagine in the next few years, I mean, you know what it's like having two young kids. It's exhausting. So it's ex- <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not what I meant. But no, it's great. But, but like, it takes a toll on like, it takes a toll. You're just, it's, you don't really get downtime. Right. Anymore, and I while I say. think that he's probably not, stay-at-home dad Jamie he's I don't have the resources of the Harper family uh so I I do think there's chance if Bryce wants to take a nap in his own house he can go take a nap he's probably taking naps yeah yeah for sure we're we're a little different in terms of our financial stability I see no differences you seem like the same person yeah (laughs) you Bryce you Uh know it's like I've never seen you in the same room together so for all I know who knows but either way uh I do think that this is going to be something that right now he's in kind of like the high of his career. It's a, it's a peak. It's so exciting. That's, that's why me. And I think that's why he's saying I want to play Tom 45, but eventually it's going to reality hits a little differently in the next five years. Yeah. That's why if I'm John Middleton, I go, look, Bryce, let's not get into the contract yeah. in our forties. Let me just pay you more annually now. Right. While you're in your right. prime, while you're the face of baseball, you, uh, because he does make $26 million a year. And Scott Boris was kind of against the way Bryce Harper went about this contract, which was team friendly because Bryce wants to win. And he wanted the team to have an ability to build a World Series champion team around him. But now, you know, you've come close. You still want to win, obviously, all that stuff. You start to look around baseball, and I believe he's 26th in baseball in terms of annual average salary. So if you if you remove the pitchers from this equation, here's the position players uh, that make more per year than Bryce Harper does. Aaron Judge last year kind of reset the market for the position player. Uh, he signed last December for $40 million a year. Mm. Um, if I'm a GM, do I want Aaron Judge or Bryce Harper? I would, I mean, it's a damn good debate. I would probably lean Bryce Harper myself personally just because I think he gives you a little more than Judge does, but there's no wrong answer there. But that's $14 million difference. Uh, Mike Trout makes $36 million a year. When healthy, mm-hmm. no denying how great he is. Carlos Correa, 35.1. Now, this one probably sticks in the craw. Okay. Did I do it right? Of yeah. Anthony Rendon. 35 million per year. He's making nine more million dollars per year than Bryce mm. Harper. That's got to eat you up a little bit inside. Yeah. Uh, Francisco done? Lindor makes 34.1. Nolan Arenado's making 33.5. Carlos Correa, 33.3. Corey Seager, World Series champion now, 32.5. Okay. Rafael Devers, 31.3. Miguel Cabrera, 31 million this past year. Uh, Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, Manny Machado. Mm. So all those guys are ahead of them. And you can make the case that Bryce Harper, you know, like Betts is unbelievable. Uh, Most of these players are pretty damn good, but you can make the case that Bryce Harper is equal to almost all of them. So if this is something they want to address, I'd rather not pay him into age 43, 44. I'd rather just pay him more now up yeah. front, but I'm not John Middleton and Dave Dombrowski, who are apparently going to have these conversations with Scott Boris in the very near future. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for 
paying more, not more years. I agree with you on that, yeah. Jamie. Um, I know, Lisa, you're saying things went downhill physically after 40. Uh, relative time runs saying if Harper can recruit Yamamoto, he gets a blank check from me. <laughs> Listen, I, I definitely love and see the value, which is why I think that Bryce Harper, without a doubt, makes sense to reconstruct his contract and Maybe try to happy. add more money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's possible. It's not it's something that we've seen happen. Um, and I know just as recently as Patrick Mahomes, who just got beat by the Eagles Monday night. That was we enjoyable. saw that with the Chiefs. Um, so it's it's when you have the the market is changing. You know, at one point Bryce Harper's contract was the biggest deal. And now we're seeing more and more numbers, contracts that are passing that where it's time to have a conversation again. So I know ambitiously, again, the goal for him, he wants to play into his 40s. We love that, Bryce. Why not? There are people that are playing into their 40s across sports. It's doable. It's like, not impossible. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But, but he, he's about to watch Cody Bellinger sign a but, deal for probably more annually exactly. than Exactly. So and you like, need to make more money annually. It's just that's human the priority. nature to see that and have it bother you. Yeah. Like that's not something oh you Oh my can, gosh, I'm bothered by yeah, it. I'm not even control, the one getting the checks. Yeah, you can't control how you feel, but like if he goes and sees Cody Bellinger sign for 34, 35 million dollars per year or something crazy because the Giants are desperate and other big market clubs are desperate, they might just throw it at him. Yeah. That's going to eat him up. You've got to make him happy, though. Yeah, like, it, it, it's it's just something you should nip in the bud and take care of now. Happy wife, happy, happy wife, happy life, yeah. happy harbor, happy Phillies. Listen, you have to go on. Because this has been consistently coming up, you absolutely have to make sure you're you're paying him. Yeah. You know, his, so, his, Boris has said he didn't agree with things with the opt-out yeah. and the, the, clause, the terms and clauses I and things. I think Scott Boris called and, up uh, Bob Nightingale on Friday yeah. or Saturday, and we're like, hey, um, I want to ramp up the pressure on the Phillies <laughs> again real quick. Can you write a little nugget that uh, we want a new contract here in no time? Uh, thanks, old Bobby yeah, boy. Yeah, it's time. It's yeah. time. Listen, the Phillies are right now. This is a great time to do it also because the Phillies are right now spending a lot. And it they're seems, in the prime of right. this championship Right, so this is the window. time to be you having that conversation. You yeah. do. You, this is a great negotiating tool. This is like negotiating 101. Um, and for Scott Boris and Bryce Harper to be actively, continuously to keeping this narrative up that Bryce wants to get paid more, but also wants to stay with the Phillies, wants to play until he's 45. Even as we talked about before, him saying those types of things are like, all right, you want to be a Phillies a Philly forever. We want to have you here forever. John Middleton's not doing himself any favors in the negotiation. He's game. not. He's not helping. We want him to be a Philly forever. And it's like, yeah. uh, we do too, but you're you don't have to paid. say that. Yeah. <laughs> you said the quiet on video, part out loud, John. On video, you're saying, we can clearly see you saying yeah. it in that video from last year. You're underpaid. So Red Fox Tucker yeah. says, and yeah, this is a good point. You know, the deal takes until he's 39. I could see them okay. adding two years. They could, if that's what makes Bryce happy. I would just think he wants more money now. Uh, but either way, it's interesting that that's something that's going to be a part of this Phillies offseason. In addition to Zach Wheeler, you know, it, it certainly feels like that's something where they want to get Zach Wheeler uh, under club control for, I would say, another at least three years, maybe a push it to four. Mm -hmm. um, so two of your main staples are going to be people you have to negotiate with. Yeah. Uh, and you know somewhere you don't have to negotiate, Renee? Where, because they Jamie? always give you the fair price guarantee. Where, That's Jamie? at our friends at game time. Use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. I've recently used game time a bunch. I went to a comedy show and a concert uh, and used game time each time. The $20 off was great, obviously. 
but my favorite part of it was the seat view uh, in the app. You can just look at the seat, you know, exactly the sight lines you're getting for whatever show you're seeing. And of course they do theater. I would imagine the seat view is very important in theater. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a bit of a Broadway nerd as a kid. Ah, bet I you didn't see, see that. that one coming. No, I can see it. Uh, Phantom of the <laughs> Opera, actually. Oh, no, I couldn't I see it. I used to love the Phantom of the Opera. It's dark. Uh, anyway, you want to know where you're What's sitting. What's the Phantom of the Opera song? What is the most famous? Sing it. Yeah, I don't know it. <laughs> sing it. I'm not doing it. I don't Game know Game doesn't pay me to, pin, to sing, uh, and the people in the chat don't want to hear me sing, Renee. Okay. Yeah. But if I was going to see Phantom of the Opera in Philadelphia, you know who's actually coming to town that I'm thinking about <laughs> using Game Time for? This will probably bring back some childhood memories for you. Guess who's coming to the Met in March? Rafi. Childhood members. Memories. Rafi. Were you a Rafi girl? Rafi. Sing a song. Banana phone. Baby beluga. Baby beluga. Baby beluga. I know what you're doing. In the deep <laughs> blue sea. You swim so wild and you swim so free. Anyway, my girl's a big Rafi fan. So <laughs> we're thinking about getting the tickets for Christmas. Success. Yes, and I will be using the Game Time app. It is the place uh, I use. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country. They have flash deals and last minute tickets. And finding tickets should not be a pain. It's easy with a low price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. Game time is there for you. Buy tickets directly in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Utah, make it two. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, and you never have to dig through your emails. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Uh, so, yes, an interesting wrinkle of the offseason is obviously the Bryce Harper and Zach Wheeler uh, extensions here. I would think they are top priorities. And the mm -hmm. way Dave Dombrowski talked on Monday, Renee, was a little... There was two things that jumped out to me as like, I hope you don't mean that. Uh, one is that the rotation is set. Hmm. And if it is set, I'm fine with it. I think Christopher Sanchez made himself a viable starting option. Mm -hmm. Taiwan Walker, you paid a lot of money to. You're not going to upgrade there. Uh, the only way you get involved in the starting pitching race is if Yamamoto actually has interest in you. Then you consider throwing caution to the wind. Uh, or two, if Tyler's boy, Tyler Glasnow, becomes available on the cheap, then Christopher Sanchez can become that middle relief bullpen there in case somebody gets hurt mm -hmm. or Taiwan Walker can, however you play it, um, you really would be stacked at the starting rotation. So I kind of believe him a little bit to a degree there. But the one that went like, dude, what? Am I taking crazy pills? <laughs> he said there was no glaring holes on the roster. <laughs> now, obviously, you're not trying to play your hand in free agency in a press conference. Uh, but am, am I crazy that they need an outfielder? Uh, particularly a right-handed hitting outfielder. I am in no way comfortable with this current outfield group. Brandon Marsh, um, I like. Nick Castellanos, I like. That's that's only two positions, Renee. Uh, there is a third position, which I would classify as a glaring hole. Yeah. Is he just? Is that just press? Because I don't believe press conference. Is that just press conference talk? 
I believe so. So it has to be a glaring. So moment. Dave Dombrowski said a lot of things in there, and I, you know, I know I talked a lot about what Aaron Nola was saying in the press conference, and uh, left out some things that Dave said. But as you talk about, he was asked about, you know, now what essentially, and he said that you know the Phillies are now in a position to evaluate other areas that can make our club better. The infield is basically set. The outfield still has some question with a young player still trying to figure things out. And he did say the no glaring need, which of course that jumps mm-hmm. off the page, but he did also say the outfield has some question with a young player, Yoro, um, still trying to figure things out. He did say the starting pitcher was the need, which obviously we know. Um, and now the five stars are set, as you mentioned. So it's su- the, the no glaring need term. I don't think sits well with people because it does feel like a glaring need. Um, but I do feel like he was just trying to say things in the politically correct, positive, optimistic yeah. way of like, we've got our starting pitcher. We've got our five starters now set. We're good. We're in a great place knowing good and well that the Phillies still have holes that need to be filled. Yeah. Cool to be me in the chat says, I don't think he meant that. I think in baseball circles, it's well known. He never stopped yeah, shopping. Like, yes, I and, agree. And we I read just... that from the Jason Sark article the other day that yes, he yeah. never stopped shopping. Um, he's probably just saying that, but I would classify outfielder as a glaring need. I definitely think it's a huge need because we saw the difference come postseason, especially how that was a factor. You need to have an outfielder that also can give you good at bats. And that is one of the weak areas for the Phillies. When you look at the infield, I agree. It is very set, especially with Bryce Harper locking in at first base, but glaring as Greg and MC is saying in the chat, Uh, it's a strong word. He's trying trying to get off on the technicality of there's no, but it is a strong need to me because you don't have that third outfielder. I think Johan Rojas is not starting, starting the year. Pitcher Christian was a Pache should not be the starting need. center fielder. Yes, that was more glaring yes. than the outfield. But to not to come on. I think he's trying to I think he was just giving a fluffy answer. Because I, I just, think you're right. everything he was saying, like he kind of worked in a roundabout way of saying we're still addressing the outfield with a young player, which I love the fact he didn't use Yoro's name because clearly he was thinking, like, in this moment I should job Yoro because PHOI Phillies podcast has made Johan Rojas a nickname. Uh, but uh, is that what it is? That's what it was. That's uh-huh. why he that's why he had to like tiptoe around yeah. it, you know. He couldn't just come right out and say sure. it, but he yeah. was tiptoeing. And I, I I was reading between the lines, Dave. I'm here. I'm locked in. Mm-hmm. So I think it's without a doubt a sign that they're comfortable with the starting pitching, but they now are going to be focusing on other areas. And that's kind of what the biggest point that I took away from it was now it's okay. time to evaluate. They're not desperate they're not concerned they're not worried but they know there's needs out there that they have to evaluate other areas yeah, so i ah. think they need bullpen help they need an outfielder they need a better bench player uh so you know use it whatever well, adjective you I want wanted to, to add to actually some other things that dave was saying and has come out to say since then of course he was talking a lot about aaron nola in the press conference since it was aaron nola's presser specifically um and so he was also saying you know that the Phillies weren't close to a decision at the start of free agency with Nola, as we know, and it took time to hear Nola's needs. But, you know, sometimes you have to make compromises, and that's what the market plays. And they had to go to certain lengths. They feel like Nola's a hard worker. We know, as we always talk about, he's durable. Sometimes they even have to scale him back from working too hard. And that September's, he's pitched well year in, year out in the last few years. He's getting better all the time. And that uh, late in the season, we, he liked the adjustments that Nola made. He said, when you put it all together, you have to compromise because the Phillies want to win and they want to have Nola. They have confidence 
that they want to have him as their starting pitcher, but they were not confident that Nola would sign. So we were not far off on the show. We were talking a lot about, we're not really sure if Aaron Nola is going to come back. I want to ask Dave Dombrowski was saying, to be honest, I was not confident. I knew Aaron Nola loved it here and we knew Hunter loved it here. But anytime someone enters free agency, you never know what can happen. He was hopeful like we all were, but uh, giving the time frame, he's like, we're just happy that we got it done early, but they were not confident. So that part we were not far off on because nobody's confident when it comes to free agency. Yeah. Uh, so oddly enough, I actually listened to Aaron Nola this morning on my ride in uh, with uh, my buddies, Joe to camera over there at WIP and Aaron Nola came on and um, I, I told you before the show, I listened to the whole interview <laughs> and I find Aaron Nola to be like very likable and um, very grounded, very real, very appreciative. The takeaway I, I took from it was, and I think it was Matt Gelb said the Braves were actually a real suitor, uh, refuting some other reports that said they they weren't really got that comments serious. comments on that, too. Uh, the you thing think? I took away from the Aaron Nola press conference today was, I think, the vibe of all the players in that clubhouse. They absolutely love it here. Yeah. Um, and Aaron Nola talked about, you know, seeing the downturn uh, when he first got here to what mm -hmm. it is now. And I think every player in that locker room genuinely <coughs> loves it here uh, because uh, he said it a couple of times, all the guys in that locker room want to win. And mm -hmm. that's not always the case in sports. Uh, and I think a lot of these guys are pretty selfless for as big and as accomplished as players as they are. Uh, but I, Aaron Nola came off great. He came off as a guy that really loves it here, uh, that wants to raise his soon-to-be daughter here for the next seven yeah. years. Uh, and he talked about the mechanical changes he made uh, in the second half of the season. And in August, he said, you know, I started really feeling great. I made those mechanical changes. Uh, and hopefully that's something now with the off season and the pitch clock and, mm -hmm. and it not being a new kind of twist in the game anymore that Aaron Nola, hopefully this year, and I do believe this, I think we're going to get a much better Aaron Nola this season than we did last season. Yeah, I believe it. I hope so, honestly. Um, and I know... People in the chat are jumping on on uh, their thoughts on Nola as well. I do think it's obviously the RAF for fourth inning that has everybody. <laughs> let's all agree. It is the fourth inning that has everybody frustrated with Aaron Nola. But in terms of his personality, and I know, Jamie, you and I were talking about this before the show. I think it's tough because you look at Bryce Harper, Jalen Hurts, Tyrese Maxey, Travis Konechny, um, Ali Bedoya, Andre TK. Blake. You know, you look across Philly sports and the difference is, we as fans tend to like the guys that are more fiery and sure. like Brian Dawkins. passion and yeah, like, ah, yeah, ah, let's go. You know, yeah. they, they, the energy just, you can feel it through the screen. Aaron Nola is not that guy. He's going to give no, you a, a casual robot. hat tip. Yeah. He's very mild mannered. He's, you know, you might get a little emotion. You saw a tear trickling down his cheek. You got a little emotion here and there, but I think but that's it's what more makes of like, great. it's more of like a calm emotion. So I do. That's why I said like he was just like a goober yesterday on the show because he's that's Aaron Nola. He's that like down to earth guy. Yeah. Like we said that you could see driving a station wagon. Sure. You know, there's some athletes I put in the conversation of like a Kirk Cousins and Aaron Nola where they're just very much. If you saw them in the grocery store, you would not think they were a mm -hmm. professional athlete. Yeah. You think they were like Joe Schmo that's, you know, milks cows or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like he does not come across like a, a big time you know, athlete like he is. And uh, I know in the chat, you guys are saying the same. No, not cocky. Probably would show up and be like, you know, at Thanksgiving or something and say like, 
can I do the dishes? Like mm-hmm. I could see him being that guy that's just very low key. So I, I agree with that. I think it's uh it's all the wrap for a fourth inning for everybody. He's a likable guy, and that's and why Dave good. Dombrowski was saying in terms of the Braves specifically that the focus was not only on re-signing Aaron Nola to the Phillies, but also making sure he did not go somewhere else. So Dave Dombrowski was speaking on it, and he was like, it was most important that we kept him for ourselves. And he was saying this with the Inquirer. And he said, but I sure wouldn't have wanted him to go to Atlanta either or somebody that's in our own division. So he has been, I mean, Dave, much like us, just and everybody, nobody wanted to see Aaron Nola in Atlanta. And the focus was on keeping Nola most importantly was to re-sign him to the Phillies, but then second, in my opinion, on the tier was to make sure he didn't go to any, you know, NL East teams, especially the Braves. So Joe did ask him how weird would it have been <laughs> for you to um, put on an Atlanta Braves uniform, and he didn't deny it, uh, and he did say he left money on the table again. He reiterated that. Yeah. He, he quickly, media savvy pro, uh, just said, you know, I'm really thankful to be back here keeping on the, the uniform that means that much to oh, me. Oh, so, I like that. So it was pretty good. He didn't directly ad- answer the Braves thing, uh, but my takeaway from it was, yes, the Atlanta Braves were very much in contention for Aaron Nola. Yeah. Um, so nice. that being said, Tyler Zuli, a real baseball sicko, sick in the head. He's a seam head. Yesterday created uh, two trade proposals for us. We talked about the the need in outfield, uh, maybe that bench player, maybe bullpen, maybe starting pitching. Still, who knows? Uh, Tyler and uh, he put the trades out on social media yesterday. I got a lot of reaction on, a, on his Lewis Robert, <laughs> Luis Robert uh, trade proposal, which because it included the name Andrew Painter in it, and a lot of people just react to that. Uh, and don't realize, oh, yeah. you know, I think it was a, a fairly discussed trade. Anyway, these have been a lot of fun. I'm enjoying them. You're enjoying them. I, yeah. I think the listeners are enjoying them. Uh, so I've told Tyler to create two sicko trades uh, for the foreseeable future. We'll see how far he can go in terms of uh, somewhat realistic trade scenarios for the Phillies. Now, before we get into our triple T of Tyler's trade talk, oh. let's tell you where else you can go and enjoy yourself. That's over at FOCO because FOCO allows you to be able to purchase any merchandise, collectibles, bobbleheads, toys, hats, sweatshirts, t-shirts, slippers, whatever it is you're looking to buy, you can head over to FOCO, use the code PHLY that's on your screen. Get 10% off of your purchase. And over at FOCO, you can now rock and represent your favorite squads, favorite players, whether it is Bryce or Jalen or Aaron or Garrett, whoever it is, <laughs> you can go over to FOCO and make sure that you are purchasing some great merchandise and apparel. So use that code again, P-H-O-Y, for 10% off of your order at FOCO. All right, well, we're, we're the coining triple T, it. Is that what we're... we're coining it the triple T. It's Tyler's Trade Talk. Because Tyler likes to give us some hypothetical proposals of possible trades the Phillies can do to strengthen the roster. I'm excited. So I, let's I get this. into it. TTT. There's going to be a point in the offseason where I've run out of players and it's yes. going to be like, all right, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Uh, Phillies acquire uh, that whack ass dinosaur from yeah. Colorado. And, and I'm going to pull to you and say, that's not balls. a real person. <laughs> I'm going to be like, that's not a real person. Oh, no, I'm going to start, start trading mascots yeah. soon. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, so, Jamie, you uh, were calling for outfield help and and this one is interesting because this guy just opted it well the team opted into the final year of his uh his deal okay. on a club Makes option tradable right away uh, however i will say this good teams generally don't trade away players that they 
want to help compete, but this team has a plethora of outfield depth, and I'm wondering if this is the guy because he's on a one-year deal. Mm. Um, and, and, and by the way, this is a stipulation that when you acquire this guy, uh, you go and get a right-handed outfield bat to balance the uh, the scale a little bit. But this is uh, this is your first trade, and let me know what you guys think. So the Phillies, Ooh. for the uh, podcast listeners, would receive Max Kepler, and the Twins would get Ethan Wilson, the Phillies' 16th-ranked prospect, uh, shortstop Brian Rincon, uh, the 28th prospect, and Derek Hall. Um, I'm, I'm in because I don't think you're giving up anything, and you're getting a decent veteran-type player back in return that I think can help you. Uh, I'm not putting, you know... I'm not going out with pots and pans up and down Broad Street and excitement, but I think that's this is the neighborhood of moves the Phillies could be in. Uh, Derek Hall, I don't think, is going to be it. I know it sucks he got an injury last year that kind of prevented him from that, uh, but I don't mind giving him up. I don't mind Rincon. A lot of people in the system seem to like as somebody that can take that next step, uh, but overall, yes, I'm, I'm in on that deal. Uh, to get Max Kepler here. He's an above 300 hitter, or excuse me, above 300 on-base guy that you can rely on consistently, kind of lowish average, Yeah, can give you decent RBIs at Got times. Some pop. He does have a little bit of pop. Uh, his career high for home runs is 36 <clears throat> at 24 last year, uh, and he is right-handed, correct? I believe no, he's left-handed. Yeah. He's lefty? He's left-handed. Mm. I wouldn't say... Yeah, I, I think the right left thing gets a little well, overblown. And, and that's times. why that's why I add to this the stipulation that you're going to acquire a right-handed bat. Not not to say off Somewhere the bench, else. and not to say that I, I think that Kepler would get more at bats than the right-handed hitter. The right-handed hitter would, but you're supplementing it in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. He had a 2.9 WAR last year, which is pretty pretty decent. Um, I would do that deal. Renee, you in? I would. Uh, the fact you have Derek Hall on that deal actually makes me uh, more interested in it um, because, as you mentioned, you know, injuries, I think he's a good piece to add into a trade. Now, Max Kepler, I agree with you, as an outfielder would be a, a nice help, 30 years old in a great point of his career, um, but also gives you good at bats with his 114 hits last year and 72 runs. And so I, I'd be, I'd take that deal. I think it's, it absolutely works. Um, I know in the chat, you guys are saying, yes, a uh, hypothetical man, you said you tr you probably want to keep her in cone. I know also spiral out did get on me. He caught the Garrett Stubbs drop. I did in Foco. I did that just for you, Jamie. That was mm -hmm. just for you, buddy. Um, but yeah, I would take this and Tyreek Bailey. Glad you can join us. And just in time, because we're talking, Triple T, Tyler's trade talk. And All for right. trade number one, we like it. We're right. I think with trade number one as well, guys, the, the overwhelming sense that I would get with the Twins knowing that they have a plethora of outfield help, but they'd probably want somebody back who may be able to get towards Major League Baseball quickly. Uh, the counter argument, they would probably ask for Carlos De La Cruz. Um, but the thing is, I, I didn't add Carlos De La Cruz to this list because I don't know. The, the Rule 5 draft happens in, what, two weeks or the, something yeah, like that? Yeah, the last day of the winter meeting, so there, January there, There's a plausibility that he may end up being uh, selected in the Rule 5 draft by somebody anyway. Sure. So I don't think until that happens that the Twins would take a ch that would would be willing to take on a guy like De La Cruz because they might lose him in two weeks. So mm. um, I, I think that they... De La Cruz would make this trade probably more palatable for the Twins once the what um, once the trade or the uh, the, the Rule Five happens. Sure. He is their number, the Phillies' number five prospect. But I I'm not sure what 
he provides them the Phillies long term. All right, yeah. let's see what your sicko trade okay. number two is on the day. All right, you know we're going back to starting pitching. Of course we are. Uh, uh, yeah, th- this is where my brain goes like. <laughs> and what would you do? Would you bump Walker to middle relief? Would you bump Sanchez Bump down? Walker to. But you're paying him a lot of money, so that's to not. To Mars. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, All okay. right, show uh, us what, what you got? got. All right, so here's your second trade option. Phillies oh. get Paul Blackburn from the Athletics. He's a name I've seen mentioned. Uh, and the, uh, this is real sicko stuff, Tyler. Uh, and the A's would get, and we all know the A's like to sell pieces uh, constantly. It's their it's their baseline. The A's would get Micah Otenbrett, number 17 prospect. Uh, and Tyler, I'm just going to say this. I don't think he's a real person. <laughs> and Raylin Heredia. 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 Again, I don't think a real person. Um this is probably an underbuy by the Phillies, but like we talked about, the um, the A's don't like to spend any money. They don't. They love My prospects. My thing is, who? I I can't <laughs> say I am dying to protect those prospects by any means. So the the issue becomes: Does Blackburn give you enough where he's better than what you have and worth pushing one of those guys out? All right. So Blackburn. And no, Blackburn does not get a Let It Burn song because he's Blackburn. Um, Blackburn this past season for the Oakland soon-to-be Vegas uh, A's. Now in 21 games played, 4-7 and seven record, finished with a 4-4-3 ERA, a 1-5-4 whip in his 103 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, 104 strikeouts. I mean, for I, I actually think... For the Phillies, it would make sense. I don't know that the A's would take it. I think they probably it's would because they hate paying people and they love prospects. Ah, well, and like I, like prospects. I said to you guys, I, I think that this is probably an underbuy by the Phillies. You get like another pitching the, arm. The A's would probably ask for more back. Yeah, I think that's that's. I think for the Phillies to be able to have another pitcher that you bring in, um, sure, and then it would be a matter of if the A's would be comfortable with with this trade, but that's not our problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm not problem. opposed to it, especially if he can help you out in that middle relief kind of um, bullpen type role in a, in another situation, which he might be able to. It looks like earlier in his career, he, he was maybe in that role. Uh, tough to tell as I'm reading through the baseball. Uh, yeah, he, he really kind of exploded onto the scene last year, had a really good like first three months and then made the all-star team with the A's struggled a little bit in the second half last year was he really battled injury. Um, but I, I think that he is a guy that is not going to blow you away with anything in particular. But I think that, and, and again, he may have like, he may have like succeeded because the Coliseum is mm. a literal, like, you know, uh, jet engine yeah. hanger. Like it's ridiculously large. Um, and, and maybe that doesn't play at CBP, but I, I would take the chance on a buy low situation because I don't think that the A's are going to compete and they're going to look to move him soon. With, I think he's got one year left of arbitration, maybe two. And they're probably going to look to move him soon. All right. That is truly some sicko shit, Tyler. You're twisted in the head, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> so we'll continue doing these trade hypotheticals because I always enjoy talking about them uh, for sure. Uh, but before we get to the Hall of Fame class, uh, just a quick, couple quick notes around Major League Baseball and the hot stove last night. Uh, John Morosi believes that the Cubs are going to be real suitors for Shohei Otani, which is pretty interesting. I... I I got to say, I don't want him in the NL, obviously, uh, but the thought of him playing at Wrigley is kind of baseball cool. 
everybody's interested is is every day a but new he, name. I, he's saying like they're they're actually going to be legitimate suitors for him. And so like, are the Dodgers allegedly Otani for Otani and Yamamoto. I mean, it's just like he's going to be hitting balls out of Wrigley like at, at a heard, freakish rate. Yeah. I think it would be cool to see him in Wrigley personally. That's the only reason I bring it up. No, it's valid. I mean, we've heard the Cubs, we've heard the Dodgers as two of the more consistent teams that every day are involved in some sort of rumors because I also was reading about how the Dodgers are looking to actively bring in Otani and Yamamoto. Yeah. Uh, and then baseball heaven. Uh, I hate to see him down so bad, <laughs> uh, but the St. Louis Cardinals make a move yesterday. Um, we know him here. They bring in Kyle Gibson on a one-year $12 million deal to pair with Lance Lynn, who they brought in the day prior on a one-year $10 million deal. You hate to see baseball heaven down so bad. You know what I thoroughly enjoy, enjoy about this Kyle Gibson deal as he's on his third team in three years is the fact that we were all worried about, you know, a Phillies pitcher going to St. Louis. And one did. It just it wasn't Arenola. Yeah. They still got a Phillies pitcher. It seemed like they really wanted to bring in a guy enjoy that's more Kyle that's Gibson. more in a Phillies uniform before. Uh, but Kyle Gibson, yeah, I mean, uh, three teams in three years. And last year had an okay season. Uh I guess you can call it that, but 15-9 record with a 4.73 ERA last season, um, third most innings pitch of his career. Maybe if, it was a rebound year. I mean, for he him. did start the year strong, and then yeah. I think it came back to reality. <laughs> if Kyle Gibson is anything more than like your fourth or fifth starter, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Uh, so St. Louis just wanted to uh, kind of <laughs> at you because ever since Scott Rowland left for baseball heaven, I uh, I've always hated the Cardinals. Uh, I, they're just a team I hate. Yeah, um, so Lance I, Lynn and Kyle Gibson. That's that's quite some moves that St. Yeah, Louis is King making. Yeah, Kraft says that's nightmare fuel. Yeah. If that was, and again, this just makes you appreciate being a Phillies fan a little bit more Oof. that we're not at the stage of bringing in Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson because man, that's kind of depressing. You yeah. know what's not depressing, Renee? That's our Black Friday event going on through the starting on the twenty fourth uh, on Friday through the twenty seventh. Uh, you can get 25% off our entire PHLY Locker. You can head to phlylocker.com to find our locker. And if you spend $75 or more, you're going to get $15 back in a gift card. Uh, again, the Black Friday event going on Friday through Monday, the 27th. Uh, so make sure you're checking that out. The hoodies are extremely comfortable, and the T-shirts are as well. Now... We didn't get to this yesterday. I want to get to it before we get to guess that ballpark. And uh, are you going to try to go through all these names? No. I'm going to just do some. <clears throat> I want to do. Oh, yeah, I just want to do this kind of quickly, like gut check. Yes oh. or no. We don't need to deep dive each player. I just want to okay. get the three of us. And when I do Hall of Fame stuff, I like to do the gut check and then the deep dive. Uh, so like Jose Bautista, for example, is on the ballot this year. I asked Tyler this earlier. I said gut check. Where yet? And he was with me, which was no. But he said, "Oh, I just deep dove his stats. Maybe yes." So I just want to do gut check here. Okay. And then what we'll does your gut it. say? So Jose Bautista, my gut check said no. How about you? I also said no. And um, Tyler, you were also a no originally. Yeah, it's a, it's a no for me. The gut check was no. So Tyler, no made this Joey Bats. This graphic here for Phillies legend Jose Bautista played 15 years. Uh, career stat slash lines of 247, 361, 475, had 344 home runs, just shy of 1,000 RBIs. Uh, he led the majors in those two years when he was flipping bats all over Toronto. 
in 2010 and 11, six-time All-Star, five, five seasons over 100 RBIs, and four seasons over 35 home runs. I think a, a great power hitter that's on the doorstep but not in. And uh, Tyler, does your dive of his numbers make you believe more that he's a Hall of Famer or less? No, I'll be honest. I, I think that he had a really nice like three- or four-year stretch. But I, I, unless you're Sandy Koufax and you like light the world on fire for six years and yeah. then your arm falls apart and they don't have Tommy John to Which help you. Ryan Howard did. So that was a conversation for another day that like some, yes. that I was talking to Vince and he was comparing Ryan Howard to Sandy Koufax. And I think that that's extremely unfair. Uh, but I think that Jose well, historic five year stretch Jose Bautista sample size is too small and the outliers are too great to the point sure. of he was bad, better. He was bad far more frequently than he was good. Um, the answer for me is no. Yeah, yeah I, I agree think when you. you have a bad start and end to your career and I wrote down like he had you know, a good stretch of five, four or five seasons. Um, I don't think that's enough to have you be in the Hall of Fame conversation. Top power hitter in those years, though. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But uh, no, Joey Bats, it's a no. All right. I think this guy is maybe the most underrated Major League Baseball player of the last, like, 25 years. And that's Adrian Beltre. Uh, I don't think he gets talked about enough for as great as he was. And consistently great throughout his career. Uh, Jason Sark actually just wrote a piece on The Athletic yesterday uh, asking the question, and he makes the case, could Adrian Beltre become the, the first position player to be a unanimous first ballot uh, elect into the Hall of Fame? And he lays out a pretty decent case for him. So he played 21 years, which is crazy. Career slash line of 286, 339, 434, just shy of 500 home runs, which is almost a lock to make the Hall of Fame, 1,700 RBIs. Not only that, he's a five-time Gold Glove winner, four-time Silver Slugger winner, almost 3,200 hits. <coughs> no, Lord. For 18th all-time in baseball. I think he's a first-ballot Hall of Famer. I think he's somehow underappreciated, and Adrian Beltre is unbelievable. Bell so gut yes, check. Yeah, absolutely. I was say, gut check. One of the best <laughs> third basemen of all time. Uh, I saw that his, and this jumped out at me. I didn't even realize that, but ranks third in war among yes. third basemen behind only Mike Schmidt and Eddie Matthews. And you read the numbers and, and his accolades of the gold gloves and everything, but one of the best, and to me, a lock in, uh, Adrian, without a doubt. I, heck yes. Tyler, I don't even need to come to you for your answer. I no, already know it. Listen, there's no doubt in my mind that Beltre is a <laughs> Hall of Famer here. I, I said, we said that he's 18th in uh, in hits. All 17 players that are ahead of him right. are either in <laughs> yes. or will be in shortly. The only two players that are not in that are going to be eligible soon are Miguel Cabrera, who is just retired this season. Mm -hmm. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer in five years. Yeah. And Albert Pujols, who retired last year, who Ooh, will be again. a first ballot Hall of Famer yes. in yep. four years. The only other person on this list is a world-class scumbag, and we know who it is, is the all-time hits leader. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we so got some yeses in the chat AJ also, Belter, for sure. definitely a Hall of Famer. Next oh, up on the list, uh, Bartolo Colon. My gut says close, <laughs> but no. Yes, for the big sexy. Um, he is big sexy. <laughs> you know, I think late in his career uh, helped for sure, but finished with 247 wins, won a Cy Young, uh, career career ERA 412. You know, you know, a little high, but I, I would I would go in on 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 him. Yeah, right, I'd Tyler? say for sure yes. What do you uh, got? No. Gut check. My gut says no. 
Um, I think he had a really, uh, really good long career. Yeah. Like two pieces of a career too, like hard thrower, good stuff in the the early portions of his career. Good year with the white Sox, good year with the angels. And then like reinvented himself late into his career and pitched well into his forties. But I think he's one of those compilers. And I I think his stats are are because he pitched for so long. Uh, I'm going to say no. And I do think that is something though, that, longevity of a career that does help sure become a hall of famer yeah you know? so i think for that reason i can so see we're it. all unanimous with no oh i said yes no oh, you did said say yes. Yes. I said oh, i'm yes. sorry i'm sorry one <laughs> yes doesn't two no you never listen uh, to what i talk no i do listen uh <laughs> next up adrian gonzalez my gut says no i'm actually a no on that as well tyler this one took me a really long time to come to a decision on and when i think you have that opportunity like you have to go no Adrian yeah. Gonzalez had a really nice career. Really nice. Um, I yeah. think he's on the outside looking in. I'm gonna he's say in the Hall of Very, very Hall good. of Really that's, Good. That's I'm, my thought. I'm process. gonna say no. One of the all-time great starts to a season when he hit like nine home runs in the first four games yeah. in the one year. Ah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next up, who is another guy I think is in the Hall of Very, Very Good? My vote is a no. Uh, Matt Holiday, Holiday. longtime Rocky and Cardinal, uh, obviously beat the Phillies in 2009 or 2010. Uh, uh, what is your vote, <laughs> Renee? Yes, because as a seven-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger, w- won a World Series, oh. uh, won a batting title, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, winning a World Series in general catapults you. And I think Holiday <laughs> is going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, <laughs> also was an MVP runner-up in 2007. Yeah. I mean, the, he's got a lot of accolades. I think he's he's cemented himself. Tyler, I'm curious on your answer here. Matt Holiday was really freaking good <laughs> he for was. a really long time. <laughs> All um, these players are really good. And and I think Except that I, I feel like I almost undervalue him at this point. My gut said no, and now I'm looking at the numbers, and it's it's close. Two, over two, Almost 2,100 hits, yeah. 300 average for his career. I'm going to say no, but he may be one of those players that gets in on in like time. a veterans committee ballot yeah. late, late, late into okay. his career. Uh, next one up on the list for the class this year is Victor Martinez. I am again, I feel like a baseball writer all of a sudden. Uh, I say close, but no. <laughs> You're all the no's. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's hard. It's a Hall of Fame. I actually did say no on this one too, though. I just don't think there's enough. I mean, he was cool. He was ambidextrous. Cool. He was. You know, no. To play just first no. and to play catcher. Yeah, like, but it's no. Yeah, Tyler, what you yeah, got Yeah, was a nice player, but it's a no for me. Yeah. Next up on the list, and we have a graphic for this guy. Uh, he was from Minnesota. He ended up playing for the Twins. He was, again, a first baseman, a catcher, a pure hitter, a power hitter. Guy was phenomenal. 15 years in the league. A career 306 hitter with a 388 on base. Uh, for a catcher, he was the best in the game at a, for a time. Only had that 143 RBIs, but again, a catcher. Numbers are a little different from them. He did win the AL MVP in 2009, which definitely goes a long way. Three-time gold glove winner, five-time silver slugger. uh, Hit 20 or more doubles in 13 of 14 seasons. That's pretty wild for a guy his size. Uh, Joe Maurer, my gut says yes, but... I could be swayed the other way. My, ah, guts, my gut says okay. yes. Finally got a yes uh, from you, Simon yeah. Cowell. Uh, but I think I think he's in. Okay. He's he's in for me. Um, you know, you look across Joe's career and some of the things that jump out at me. High, uh, for his career war, 
He finished ninth among all players who played at least half their games at catcher in career war. Uh, the eight in front of him are all Hall of Famers, and the two right behind him are as well. He also won three batting titles and had a remarkable 365 average with the Twins in 2009 when he won MVP. And no player has hit that high of an average since. Uh, you know, I, I would say yes on Mauer. All right, I think we're two he's for done two. Enough. There are Tyler? two. There are two players in my lifetime that I will fist fight people to induct in, to induct into the Hall of Fame, and Joe Mauer no, is no, one stone of them. Punches. Joe Mauer is a stone cold lock Hall of Famer for me. The other one is Andrew Jones. I think that yeah. the fact that he is getting disrespected the way that he is in the first the first year of the ballot yeah. is crazy as well. Um, Joe Mauer ranks ninth among that, uh, amongst catchers all time and hits. All those numbers provide you. He was a gap hitter. Him and Buster Posey were revelations in a time where um, you were. I was hard pressed to find catchers who could do both. Uh, you know, could, could play both sides of the ball really well. He was a defensive stalwart. He was a great gap sitter, uh, 300 plus average over the course of his career. Uh, I will throw hands to to defend All Joe right. Mauer. Look at that. Three for three. three. Yes. Joe Mauer yes. gets in on the PHLY Phillies podcast. All right, let's <laughs> buzz through these. Brandon Phillips, uh, that's a stone no for me. I just don't think it was long enough. Renee, what do you say? It's a maybe for me. I don't know. I could I could be swayed no, but I could see him being in as a three-time All-Star, four-time Golden Yeah, Clubber, three-time but... All-Star, that's not enough. I Tyler, mean... <laughs> sorry. I just wanted to buzz through these. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, listen, that dude was really good. He's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, this one surprises me, but, I, you know, he's probably out. Big game James, uh, James Shields. Uh, no. Cute nickname. <laughs> Yeah, led the league for four seasons and and some in triples. Uh, I'm, injuries, it's a no, unfortunately. Despite all the yeah, Tyler, you're also a no on big game nah, games. Cool. Uh, yes, this one I think is pretty interesting. Jose Reyes was right there with Jimmy Rollins as one of the best shortstops in the league for a long time. I'm not going to hold the putrid franchise he played for against him. I am going to say no, but I think it's damn close. Renee, what do you say on Jose Reyes? Uh, I would go no as well. Yeah, it's it's probably a no for me. I think the longevity hurts him. Yeah. The injuries hurt too. Yeah. Uh, the last two on the list, one is another Met, uh, and this <laughs> is a no for me. David Wright, I think uh, the injuries kind of affected him in the later portion of his career. Uh, I don't think he has the longevity. Uh, David Wright is a no for me. What do you say? Uh, no. If we're looking at the healthy part of his career, Maybe, but uh, back injuries and everything and a shortened career now, yeah. unfortunately. David, David Wright closer than his teammate Jose Reyes, but I don't think he's in either. Yeah, and then the last one, of course, near and dear to our hearts, Chase Utley. Uh, I do think Utley is eventually <laughs> going to get in. My gut says yes because his career war numbers are pretty incredible, and I think that carries a lot of weight in, in today's day and age. I'm going to say yes. Controversial. I know not everybody's going to feel the same way about Doesn't have Chase. the MVP that Jimmy and Ryan no, did. No, doesn't. But I think, but oddly, he might have the best chance of those three. I, I do think that core peaks part of Chase's career, uh, especially, of course, being involved in, in helping to win a World Series. It's Chase yeah. Utley's going to be a goal. He's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And Tyler, what do you say on uh, Mr. Utley? Uh, not until Jimmy Rollins gets in. I, I agree that Jimmy's more deserving, but I think Chase is going to have a better case in the analytical so, world. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that it depends on how many of these writers are voting uh, analytically versus like the eye test. Like the eye test tells me Jimmy Rollins is a better player than Chase Utley. 
you could use all these war and advanced metrics to tell you that Utley's a better player than than uh, than than Rollins. But I, I would say if I were to have a vote, Rollins would be the only one from that team that would get in. Mm. Um, Utley would not for me. All right, so that is it. the modern uh, class that just got announced this week. So I wanted to buzz through. I always love the gut check. Uh, time and then you go back and you're like oh wait was I too hard was I too friendly uh, and then you, you kind of dive into baseballreference.com and, and have some fun with it uh, so as we are wrapping up here today Renee we have to get to your favorite game do we I love watching you get tortured uh, while you try and dissect what stadium is what Ooh. oh my gosh Tyler oh. you always put up on the screen so fast I am mm. all right I'm gonna double check my guess but I have my guess oh boy and I feel like I know it. That right field line is telling me something, Renee. Don't look since we're allowed to cheat now. I am we're also, not cheating. We're not. What do you call this then? Using our resources. Oh, using the resources. Okay. I just want to double check my gut, uh, but I usually just shoot from the hip. But now that we're cheating, I want to double since I can <laughs> consult Stop my resources. all the disclaimers. Welcome in to Guess That Ballpark where Jamie likes to make up excuses. No, now that I know cheating's why allowed. He's I, losing. I, I, wow, I'm up 3-2. Uh, come on. Where the hell is this field? I just want to double check my work. I want to go either White Sox. That's a very distinct. That is not my guts guess for the record. Yes, I am going to stick with what my gut said. And I am going to say Chavez Ravine and Dodger Stadium. Mm. And I didn't consult the picture long enough. I wish I had. Uh, nope, you're locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. Wait, that- and I don't. It might be another old stadium now that I think about it. But yeah, I'm, uh, now I'm doubting myself. Damn it, I don't know. Chavez Ravine. I'm and not Dodger gonna lie. Stadium. I can't even figure this one out with all of my resources. That right field is very. It interesting. does kind of look like Dodger Stadium, but I don't know if I'm allowed to have the same answer as you. It sure could you also can. be another stadium in California. You absolutely can have the same answer if no, you feel that that's Dodger the right stadium. answer. That's not it. It's not it. Gosh, that's a really distinct shape. It is. Um, mm, I, I, I'm going to put the one-minute clock on the board. Oh, my right. gosh. I think one minute's more than enough time, Tyler, don't you think? All right, whatever. I, I certainly think so. Yeah. Wow, it's already over the time anyways. <sighs> All right. It's the right field. Is the th- That's I, super, super I distinct. I wonder if it's a, a stadium that has a big Coke bottle in it. Chicago? Hmm. I don't think it's that I, sharp I as the White Sox. This is hard. This is a really tough one. MBD seems very confident. I'm not looking at the chat. Oh, Because I don't wow. want you guys She's saying turned her back on you. No, because yesterday the chat and I got it together and some people were salty because... Well, because you're using you felt- two ways to cheat now instead of just one. <laughs> not cheating. <laughs> Did we do Progressive Field yet? I hate my answer No, now. we have I, not I done... Change. We have not done Cleveland I'm on Progressive Field, I think. Progressive Field, final answer? <laughs> We locked in. We're going Cleveland and LA. Is that what we're going? I know with? I'm wrong now. All of a sudden. Oh wait. Wait. I I, I would say you have oh, about 15 seconds left. I could see Wrigley. Mm. Dang it! Oh, that's a tough one. Tariq Bailey feels very confident in what. There's you a just couple said. of people in the chat that are very confident in their very answers much today. Like Wrigley, Are the confident Wrigley people doesn't correct? seem as narrow. <laughs> Let's, I'm not going to give you that answer. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Okay. In okay. Give me right, five answer. seconds. Give me five answer. seconds. I, I'm gonna go. Ah, say ah, it. Say it, Renee. 
I can't. Listen, I'm gonna I'm, go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. go Odd does not buy you more time. Wait, have you? Correct <laughs> answer. Have you heard the correct answer, Tyler? Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm stuck between Wrigley and I know whatever, whatever I pick is going to be wrong, but I actually want to kind of go progressive, but everybody seems to think oh. it's Wrigley. All right, you're locked Final in. Final answer. Oh no, I you- Okay, it's progressive. Ah! MBD was right. Ah! Damn it. Damn it, I knew it was an old-timey stadium. Ah! For some reason, I thought Los no! Angeles really cut in. Congrats. I should have went with Wrigley. I Tyreek and it. MBD felt really strong about it in it. the chat. Uh, that was definitely an old school stadium. Um, so but good guesses, everyone. Thanks for participating. Type of a this game is absolute torture. Wrigley seems a little less narrow behind. I love these old stadiums where they're like, well, we got this vacant lot on yeah. the corner. Let's just build something. <laughs> Make a baseball field fit in there, please. Um, that, that hurts. That, that hurts. That that does hurt because that I've hurts. now missed on Wrigley. Oh, I could have taken a nice two-game lead. Yeah, and Fenway. Good job, everybody that guessed Wrigley Field correctly. Yeah, you all get a point. We yeah. need to do, we need to do like a sta- we'll do standings for the the chat. I think the chat. Think the somebody cha- always the chat's gets currently winning of you guys. All now, right. granted, there's no. a lot of there's a lot of people and a lot of minds. They but definitely got the as a collective every single one right. Yeah, yeah. It's been a different person. MBD says that's the first one I ever got. Congratulations, MBD, BDBF. Yes. And everybody, I know Tyreek Bailey was saying it. A lot of you were saying it. But gosh, that's 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 tough. Dave P is right about the shallow left field, but oh. I was so hyper-focused on that right field. I, 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 mm, I hate myself. Um, but I don't <laughs> hate all of you for hanging out with us this uh, on this podcast and here on YouTube daily. And you guys are all heroes because you got things correctly. And you know where else you can be a hero? That's Hero Bread. That's right, guys. Because over at Hero Bread, you can eat delicious fluffy bread, sliced bread, rolls, tortillas, whatever it is you're looking to bite and sink your teeth into. <laughs> this holiday season, Hero Bread's got you covered. Now over at Hero Bread, it's high fiber, ultra low net carbs, also zero gram sugar per slice, and it's got fewer calories than the leading national brand. So head on over to Hero Bread. And this holiday season, make sure you're eating delicious bread that also is going to help whatever your lifestyle is, diets, allergies, don't worry about it. Hero Bread's got you covered. So go over to Hero.co, use that code PHOY, be able to get 10% off of your purchase, and eat Healthy and eat delicious at Hero Bread. You guys are all heroes in my book. Sending you hearts. Yes. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to all of you and your friends and family. And we hope all of you have a great Thanksgiving holiday. Renee, the same to you and your family. Tyler, to you and yours. Uh, I hope everybody has a, a day in some comfy sweatpants. Yes. Full bellies. Hearty laughs. Hopefully the football games don't suck. Uh, We got some college basketball going on. We got a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm not going to torment myself about missing Wrigley Field, uh, but this is a game I I do enjoy. You know, I feel better when I get it wrong and you also get it wrong. Yeah, okay. You know, it makes me feel a lot better. I don't like when I I get get it wrong and you get it right. Yeah, I get that. But I'm happy for the chat because you guys absolutely collectively was a team win for you. And I'm also want to just remind you guys that we do have a nice Thanksgiving special coming your way tomorrow that you guys can check out that Jamie and I are – going to have recorded for you so you can check out our thanksgiving special but from us at phoy we hope you guys enjoy your thanksgiving and we thank you so much for being a part of our wacky wonky family yeah and we will be we back on black friday live at 11:30 here on the channel and don't forget that black friday shop 
uh, Black Friday yes. sale on our all PHLY locker room shop uh, starts on Friday. So you can take advantage of that if you're looking for some comfy gear. Uh, and again, we appreciate and love all of you. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. Gobble, we gobble. Our family. And I will not be singing, uh, but I hope you and your families have a great one. And we'll see you on gobble, Friday. Gobble, gobble. Let's see your gobble, gobble. Silly like the mayor. 